Hello and welcome to BJGP Interviews. Uh, my name is Ewan Lawson and I'm the editor of the BJGP. In this episode, we talk to Dr. Jan Verbakel, who is a GP and professor of primary care at Leuven. And the paper is GP's Perspectives on Diagnosing Childhood Urinary Tract Infections, a qualitative study. Uh, and we certainly know how challenging diagnosing childhood UTIs can be. I started by asking Jan to tell us a little bit more about the existing evidence around this. Yes, so we know that um, they occur in about 6% of patients below the age of five years. And up to now, there are no well-defined strategies for GPs on how to sample urine in, in children. There's some uh, guidelines that recommend sterile collection methods, such as catheterization or suprapubic aspiration, but this is not very feasible in a primary care uh, setting. Um, we do see a lot of variation also in the pre-analytical phases of urine sampling. So a lot of contamination, contaminated samples coming in, uh, which does not um, um, which does not allow reliable um, results. So it's very difficult to treat those uh, children in primary care. Um, which factors exactly uh, are really um, the important obstacles for early diagnosis is not well described. And I think this is what we aim to do with this specific study. Yeah, because obviously there's a great deal of concern about children, childhood urinary tract infections, if we miss them, the potential, as well as the actual, you know, the unpleasantness of having a UTI the potential long-term consequences to the child. And they can be quite fraught actually making sure they got the diagnosis. As GPs, we've all experienced that problem of, and the pediatricians of, you know, did they, didn't they have that infection? Do we, do we not investigate? What do we, what do we do next? So this study was a bit of a chance, wasn't it, to explore those, the, under, the experiences and understandings of GPs who are going about doing it. So perhaps tell us a little bit more about what you did and then let's, let's hear what you found, Jan. So we've approached uh, a large group of GPs and eventually were able to interview 23 GPs with a range of uh, ages, uh, years of experience, but also the area that, we, that they were working on, uh, either more urban or rural uh, regions. And um, also uh, then try to uh, uh, continue the interviews until we reach data saturation. Uh, so after 23 interviews, that was uh, the case, and we did those interviews uh, online, one-on-one uh, -on -one meetings where we discussed a range of uh, topics related to the diagnostic workup of urinary tract infection in children. Yeah. So you found four main themes when you did that work and you did the analysis. Four main themes, and there was about something like 11 sub-themes as well, isn't there? Perhaps talk us through some of those findings. So one of the important findings is that GPs generally believe that the prevalence of UTI in children is, is quite low. So they think that they um, often test for um, urinary tract infection. And when they do, they uh, usually can reassure the parents and the child that no UTI is, is present. But the actual prevalence is thought to be much higher than uh, GPs uh, assume or assumed in our study. Yeah. So the next two themes were related to diagnosis. 
So the uh, method of urine collection uh, is, is quite challenging and GPs to acknowledge that uh, or acknowledge this in, in our interviews. One of the methods that's often used is our adhesive bags where we know that contamination is, is really a big problem um, and they prefer it even over clean catch methods or catheterization of course uh, due to its com uh, complex nature. The clean catch method takes too much time uh, for GPs um, as they mentioned in the interviews, um, but they do acknowledge the problems that could be present in adhesive bags. First of all, the application, but also the high contamination uh, rate. Um, often they use the adhesive bags and let the parents uh, uh, follow up uh, the actual collection at home. And then often the bag uh, is not uh, in, in position anymore during the actual uh, catch or uh, so this is this is definitely a problem that they uh, saw um, so they did mention that co cooperation from the parents uh, um, is definitely important in, in terms of sampling children furthermore the urine catheterization one of the sterile collection options is not acceptable in primary care um, for obvious reasons yeah, I think any GPs listening would have immediately meant, you know, suprapubic aspiration or catheterization. You'd they'd immediately be thinking, crikey, well, obviously that's not going to happen. But the cooperation is really important and interesting. I know that NICE guidance, I think, in the UK, and I know you're a GP there in Belgium and also you've worked in the UK as well. NICE guidance very much focuses on clean catch rather than anything else. And getting the cooperation of the parents is all important there, isn't it? It's It's so... But it's, it is terribly time-consuming if you just got to sit there with a pot and waiting for hours, hoping to catch um, catch the right moment. Yes, indeed. I think that's, that's the main issue. Even some of our GPs, although they might have been familiar with some parts of the guidelines, uh, did mention that they've never heard of, of a clean-catch uh, method. Um, it is time-consuming, can be complex and, and also messy uh, for the parents if you ask parents to perform uh, that type of testing. Um, even the GP that heard of it uh, thought that it was not a, a feasible uh, approach. So very little use actually in, in current practice of the clean-catch uh, method. And if we then further questioned them and asked for any facilitators, it was indeed those uh, urine collection methods or the improvement of those methods that could uh, really support GPs in the diagnostic workup of uh, urinary tract infection in children. Yeah, that's probably a big message here, isn't it? It's the it's the getting the getting a good, clean, sterile sample that's a real challenge in this particular um, problem. And I did think it was interesting. It's quite a, perhaps quite a difference between the UK and Belgium, because it would be hard to imagine that GP most, the, certainly I think you mentioned in your study, half of the GPs were not familiar with clean catch, but in the UK, that would certainly be, I think that would be regarded as the norm in terms of what you would recommend though. Some, there are, there are proprietary, I think pads and other ways to catch as well. <laughs> yes, indeed. Uh, one of the methods, uh, often described or used is the quickie method where you have a pad and uh, afterwards you can um, take out the urine with, with just a syringe and, and then use that for your analysis. Um, indeed, in, in Belgium, uh, we, do, we did see or we did notice in our interview that GPs do most of the diagnostic workup themselves. So they um, even apply the adhesive bag and afterwards will uh, collect the sample 
from from the bag and and send it to the lab, which might be different in other settings like in the UK, where you could have some support of a practice nurse or a nurse practitioner providing uh, that specific support. Yeah. So um, getting away, there was some. The next one related diagnosis was about diagnostic uncertainty. So this is more of a general theme that we see in the assessment of acutely ill children in primary care or in ambulatory care, that uh, this plays an important role in how uh, they approach children at the early stage of an acute uh, illness. And the problem is that UTI features are not uh, quite clear at the early onset of disease. And um, furthermore, also based on existing guidelines, a fever without sores or unexplained fever does drive urine analysis. So they uh, tend to do a lot of testing in uh, children with unexplained fever and then uh, often see a non, uh, uh, well, a negative result in those children, which might also explain why they um, estimate the UTI prevalence to be low because they do it in a lot of children that actually don't, maybe don't necessarily need um, urine sampling in the first place. Yeah. And one of the things you might have in Belgium that we wouldn't see so often in the UK is um, a point of care testing for CRP. And that did get mentioned in this uh, theme as well. It's only in the past few years that point of care CRP has found its way to primary care practice, although in a very low percentage of practice is still a marginal uh, effect. Uh, this ha probably has to do with the use of the device in the Netherlands, uh, close by, with some similarities in, in the guidelines where CRP is well embedded in uh, acute cough in adults, for example. Um, and this has slightly or slowly uh, uh, has been slowly introduced also in ambulatory care in uh, Belgium. And GPs with uh, knowing the limitations of a dipstick uh, test, urine dipstick test, uh, might use this test to um, to have some added value in the diagnostic workup. So this is definitely something we might see more of in the future, although we know that CRP as such uh, is not reliable enough to rule out uh, UTI in children. Uh, tell us about the final theme about empirical treatment. GPs did mention is that they... Um, often start treatment once they have a high suspicion of UTI uh, uh, or refer children the more severe cases to, to secondary care, to hospital, um, and not necessarily wait for the lab results to come back from the urine test. It has to do with the uh, poor uh, reliability of those tests and often they will uh, have contaminated samples. So if they have a high clinical suspicion, they will uh, either start treatment for cystitis or if uh, in case of an upper uh, UTI, they will uh, send the child to hospital to a pediatrician for uh, more, uh, more testing and uh, treatment, of course. Lots of interesting things to delve into there. What do you think the main implications for the future are here, Jan? I think the, what is important that uh, GPs... Um, should be aware that UTI uh, is much more prevalent than uh, they originally assumed. Um, also that the way children present in uh, primary care and the difficulties in how to collect uh, urine um, should uh, trigger them to do uh, a clean catch sample 
um, look for more non-invasive methods to collect urine and also uh, provide skills training for GPs if they're not aware on how to do clean catch they should be trained uh, or and supported by for example decision support tools uh, including but not limited to uh, easy tests such as a point of care urine test that can um, help them uh, provide a more informed decision on how to treat those children and diagnose them. It's a really challenging area for GPs, this one, and it's a really useful study that adds lots to terms of trying to manage some of the barriers and the difficulties around this. Jan, that's been tremendously useful. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you very much for listening to this BJGP podcast. The original research papers and articles can be found at bjgp.org. The show notes and podcast audio can be found at bjgplife.com. Do share if you've enjoyed it. Subscribe via all the usual places, including Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, or your podcaster of choice. Thanks again.